The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of Bart and the Holy Toast. Hello and welcome to Fofop. Uh, I'm Will Anderson, and our guest Charlie Clawson this week is none other than Harley Breen. Welcome to the podcast, Harley. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure to have you here. How's things? Pretty good. Yes, we're, good. we're in Adelaide. Yeah, at the moment for the Fringe Festival. Yeah, uh, how's Adelaide? Everything comes alive. Right, in Adelaide. I love it. Do you love it? I genuinely, and I say this to Adelaide people, and they always go, "Really." This is one of my favourite cities, <laughs> I, and I mean it. I, I love that about Adelaide too, yeah. though. Really, really? Are you, Are you sure? Have you been here outside of Fringe? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a great city. It is. It's a good. It does everything that a city should do. You can get everything. It's easy to navigate. I like it. The people are good. Most livable city in Australia. It just won most livable city in Australia for the third year running. And that article in Melbourne would have been, "Oh, we got third. Right. <laughs> Sydney got fourth. <laughs> No, Melbourne was shitty because Geelong rated higher than Melbourne. <laughs> well, that's fair. That's fair to be shitty about that. Is that is like Danny Minogue beating Kylie Minogue in some sort of poll. <laughs> yeah, that's recount. Come on, recount. We've ranked the bald ones and Stephen has come out number one. What? <laughs> that can't be right. You got it wrong. So but you're, uh, what is it that you love about it? Like, is it the fact that it is just a simple city? Is that what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also that it's a planned city. Um, right. Canberra always gets the credit as being the only designed city in Australia, but yep. Adelaide is as well. And I get quite obsessed about design and architecture, and I like a plan. You like a plan. Yeah, I like a plan, and you like, like it a... when a plan comes together. Yeah, absolutely. You are like a modern day Hannibal from the A team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is the greatest compliment anyone's given. <laughs> Okay, the end. I'm clocking out of life. I could see you actually being like a guy who's in charge of a a team that just, oh, you know what I mean? Man, what a what a wonderful fantasy to live. Yeah, if you were going to live the life of anyone in a TV show, like Ooh. you know, so you can be any character in any TV show, but that's your actual life. Do you have a do you have a gut instinct on what you'd love to be? Does one spring to mind? My my immediate reaction, as you said it, so I'll just go with that. Would be Homer Simpson. Just, really? What? He, like he is? He has a full time job that right. he's never at. Right. And always he's very doing, very terrible at it. Terrible at <laughs> yeah. it, and always doing ridiculous adventures. Right. And is uh, an idiot, but gets to do these wonderful things. Right. Yeah, he's, he's, he's an idiot. He drinks all the time. He's not very good at his. No, he's and, a horrible parent. Right, bad husband. Has a has a great wife though. I'm already living that. Right, <laughs> <laughs> already doing that. You are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you're a father now. Do you think about yeah. like does that? Is that something do you think about how you father a lot? Like, is it something that worries you? Is it something that does it come naturally to you, or do you? Oh, it's the most 
unavoidable guilt I've ever had in my life, and I grew up a Christian, so right. It is like, wow. I mean, that guilt has been something that's taken me till I was. I'm 33 now. It took me till I was about 26 to shake right. that Christian guilt. But father parenting guilt is just. You, every day I go, oh, I, I fucked it. Oh, I've ruined that. <laughs> I've just ruined that. Like he swears now. He swears. How old is he? He's two and a half. He swears? It's bad. What sort of swearing? He says fucking hell. No way. Are you serious? <laughs> and it's like, I'm not, I'm in two minds about it because yeah. on one side I go, well, it's a word. Right. Why, why are we isolating one word or a few words out of our potential vernacular because it offends a certain group of people? Um, but on the other hand, I'm like, no. You don't want to have a two-and-a-half-year-old swearing baby? You shouldn't be saying that. Docs will get involved. No. Yeah, exactly. Like, he will go out in yeah. public, yeah. a kid will go by, some yeah. woman will walk by from Docs, and the kid will go, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> well, this is in my show at the moment. I used to talk about He did it on a plane. <laughs> what? He said it on a plane, and we were surrounded by families because yeah. we were in the family section of the right. plane, and he looked out the window and just said, real innocent to me, he yeah. Dada, is that fucking plane going to leave? And I'm like... <laughs> And then he just kept going. He kept just going because I ignored it. Right. Because that's the right thing to do is not jump on it because then you create a trigger word. Right. And then they go, I get attention from this, so I'll say it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to ignore it. Mm. And then he just kept going, fucking plain, fucking plain, (laughs) fucking plain. And then the woman in front looks around at me. She's got like two kids with her. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to do something. And in the show, I kind of, I say uh, something to the effect of, oh, whatever, lady, your kid looks mental. I didn't say anything. Um, And then say that he's trying to say truck and plane. Right, good. Um, Oh, good cover. Yeah, yeah, because kids, when they're learning to speak, can't say truck. They say fuck. They say fuck. And then then he did. That's a firefighter. <laughs> he uh, didn't say this, yeah. but uh, this is what I've put in the joke. Yeah. Okay, he looks out the window and looks at me and goes, there's no truck out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but it is, uh, I mean, people complain about babies crying on planes, but yeah. I, I'd prefer a swearing baby. Yeah, yeah, I'd like, you know, yeah, a tiny shit. <laughs> man, like, you know, I, I think that would be kind of fun as being part of a parent. Like, my cousin Nick taught his first... Like, when his uh, kid was first starting to t- uh, to talk, he taught him to say... Oh, no. So he used to say... This was his party trick. He'd go up to the kid and be like, uh, uh, what do we think of Delta Goodrum? And the kid would just go, she's got good boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I you are either an awesome parent or a terrible That's parent. That's horrible. It's I'm not, not sure. But it's excellent. Right. I love it. It would be great on a plane, actually, rather than them crying from their ears hurting, because that's why they're doing it. Right. And when everyone cracks the shits in the plane, you're like, come on, man. It's a fucking baby. I've got a future taxpayer here. I'm, right. I am investing. In also, the it's not like one. It's not like one of those things where you like you had a baby. Now you have to walk everywhere. Yeah, that's absolutely. what people are yeah, like. Yeah. Just don't fly. It's like I've got stuff to do. I've got to go places. And the kid's got to come with me. I can't just put the kid in the cupboard. <laughs> no. Can't put the kid in the overhead locker. That's not how it works. That'd be great. Can't put it underneath <laughs> in storage in a cage like the animals. <laughs> That's what they do at the end. They bring out the dogs. They bring out all the babies. <laughs> well, the irony is a dog would be better in the cabin. Right. That would be more behaved oh, yeah, you can... than a child. Yeah, that's right. A yeah. dog's not going to be yeah. like... Right. <laughs> I, they could have a crash. That would yeah, be a good yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, as well as that, though, they should also have a smoking section. Well, they used to have why a smoking they, section. I know. Why, why did that go before I started flying? Well, 
I will tell you why it went. Because <laughs> it killed people. It killed people. <laughs> and you're on a plane. Yeah. So if there's a smoking section on a plane, guess what? Yeah. Everyone's in the smoking section. You bring up that they should have a crash on the plane. Yeah. And number one dad here goes, like, they should have a, should smoking, have a smoking section. section. <laughs> and where can I do heroin? What about <laughs> that on. section? Where's your needle room? People are like, it's only a one-hour flight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I well, I've already seen this episode of the Gruen Transfer. <laughs> I need to get through this flight. Yeah, I love you on the plane. Oh my god! <laughs> I get into like it's the, the worst thing about when they show my show on the plane, like because it's always on those flights where it's the yeah. only thing you can watch. Yes. right. Yeah, the, the screen that comes down. Yeah. in the middle of the aisle that I hit my head on every time I get up. Like, Why is that there? Why is, Why is it there? Yeah. So I, I have that thing where. You know, because I've already—I don't like to watch the show anyway. Like you know, I was there when we recorded it. Sure, yeah, yeah. And normally, I'm not forced to. And also, normally, I'm not forced to sit in the room while other people <laughs> oh, yeah, are watching is, it and yeah, see is. how they're reacting. So it's like a sample group of not—not not just. It's like being... And if, they know you're on the plane, too. Right. Everyone around you goes, oh, he's there and on the screen. Yes. Oh. And it's and, I, and it's hard to not, like, you know, when the people have got their headphones on and stuff, to not look around, like, whether they're laughing or yeah. they're... Are they, are come you, on, that was you, good. Come on, that one was good. And, and give me real, my armrest back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did have a guy say to me on the plane once I was sitting next to him and he was watching the show. And uh, he clearly had never seen the show before. And he's turned to me. And uh, he said, hey, uh, have you uh, seen this show? This is really good. Uh, do you know much about it? And I said, uh, oh, it's a show called... Because at the start, I thought he was kind of taking the yeah, piss. Yeah, yeah. And so I said, oh, it's a show called The Gruen Transfer, and yeah, this is what it's about, and blah, blah, blah. And he's going, yeah, right, great, fantastic. I should, uh, should look it up. That guy's really funny. And I'm like... You don't know that that's me, do you? Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> excellent. Yeah. So I also did um, have a kid in the show uh, who uh, on a plane who... Uh, he, he, I at the time had a, a beard on, yeah, and not on. Like no, I no. had a beard. I've got a beard on at the moment. Yeah, you have a beard on. <laughs> but like the way I said it then sounded like I'm, I was <laughs> in disguise. Yeah. I just put a beard. Just on. put a beard on. <laughs> Get on a plane. Yeah. Where's the beard section? <laughs> Is it near the smoking section? So um, I, it, was, it was summer and I was in between shows, so I had a bit of a beard and uh, I had a baseball cap on as well. So I was pretty in, incognito, right, you know. Yeah. And the only person who'd really spotted me was this kid across the aisle who was like maybe seven or eight, I'm going to say. And he's like watching the show. And then like every now and again, he'll just like turn and stare at me. Like, because he's kind of in his head trying to work it out. He's like, that guy looks a lot like that guy. That guy, right? <laughs> and so he tries to get his dad involved. Like he elbows his dad, but his dad's not having any of it. <laughs> his dad's like, fuck, I'm seven. Just... <laughs> I want to read the paper, you know? Yeah. So he keeps looking back. He keeps looking forward. He keeps looking back. And then eventually he just starts staring at me. Like he just sits there and just stares at me. And the only thing I could do was look over to him and just shake my head and then put my finger across my throat. <laughs> That's an excellent thing to do. I feel like in that moment, though, the kid was looking at you and looking at the screen and looking right. at you, and then in the last moment got confused where the screen was and was looking at you thinking he was still right. watching the television. Going, yeah, why, why isn't he talking? Why aren't you telling the jokes? The TV's probably just starts hitting you on the head. Yeah. Come on, work. It's pause. Dad. <laughs> Press play. Um, I was interested in what you were saying about parenting. Uh D- did you read books and stuff? Oh, man, the books. Oh, I can't stand the books. And I say this um, out of... I don't know. Well, I'm just. I don't think a lot of these books are written by people not educated in the field that they're writing in, other than the fact that they've had a child, right? And that's not enough. 
I right. think. Some of the books, I'm sure, are a lot better. I've read them. The bits about that are directed at men in these books are beyond patronising and offensive. Like, there's one section, uh, the book that is, I think it was even titled When to Ask Your Wife for Sex After Birth. I'm like, what? Do you think that that's, that's all I'm focused on as a man i just watched my wife give birth and now the next thing i want to know is when can i get my end wet again? yeah right for god's sakes i just like, saw a baby come out of there yeah now i want to stick my dick in it. yeah yeah can i just do that again yeah like what she just did and yeah. brought a life into really the world. turned me on yeah yeah the way a human came <laughs> yeah. out of your vagina i can't wait to stick when my can i get there. amongst that again right. like and the fact they've had to write that section means there's a lot of men the majority maybe going well how long come on because right. I was talking about this with a friend, a female friend recently, and one of my best mates, not from the industry at all, and as I'm doing it, I, w- I was saying I was offended, like it annoys me that there's these type of men and then I have to be addressed this way in these books, and <laughs> this is one of my closest mates and I goes, oh what, it's a good point. I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, man. No. You're not the guy. Oh, You're no, the guy. really? He's like, well, I want to know. I'm like, what? And I just went to town on him and just went, why? Because that's your focus? That's what you... Fuck off. How long? And wouldn't stop. And I went, well, the book said six weeks. So he goes, well, good. There's a mark. There's, I know that now. I'm like, oh. Is it not something you, you should can... not have a kid. Is it not something you can discuss with your partner? Yeah. Isn't that... <laughs> isn't, <laughs> isn't the correct answer... When they're fine for it? Yeah. Isn't it something that you could probably do without for six months, right. nine months? Get do you not have it? any hands? If yeah. you're a person who doesn't have, have any hands, <laughs> yeah. then, then that enough. bit of the book is right? for you. Yeah. <laughs> but how are you turning yeah. the pages in the book? That's my question. Yeah. No, it, it, it's, it's funny that even that idea that you're asking your wife for sex as if it's something that... Why would you want to have sex with someone if they weren't into it? Yes. Surely the answer is whenever they're into it. Yeah. When it happens, you can't just in walk the into the bedroom happens. like with the book that you've put a post-it <laughs> yeah, note yeah, on that yeah, page yeah. and gone, "Honey." So the child was born on right. the fifteenth of July, yeah. and we're now ten forty-two, and I've go. set my alarm. <laughs> so <laughs> the book says so. Right. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. What about um, during pregnancy? Like, because I guess there's um, that point where you do you ever like? I mean, is there a point where you stop having sex when someone's pregnant? Well. Well, no, and quite the opposite for us. We went down the natural birthing route. And they um, say that part... Are you about to tell me that, like, the way to trigger having a baby is to have sex? Because I've heard that, right? That's that's a thing, um, but it wasn't... Uh, that sounds like a thing that was invented by a man, man who just wanted yeah, one yeah, more. Yeah. <laughs> well, Before his six-week window. <laughs> no, this will, here we go. This will be last hurrah. Yay! <laughs> See you in six weeks. No, we had a... I, we uh, hired an independent midwife to go through the process with us, and she actually said, have sex every day as often as you can for the last in the last trimester. Right. And I'm like, you're worth every cent. Right. So that's that's what we were doing. And it sort of became, not to be too graphic about that, but it just became a thing. This is what we're doing because it was a process to help her body right. to have the child in a natural way. And that's <laughs> what we did. It was like, all right, this time. Okay, here we go. And why, why did you choose uh, a natural birth? Like, was that a real, like, big decision that you always knew was going to be the case? or? Well, I guess primarily it was always going to be my wife's decision yep. because it's her body, right. she chooses it. If she'd said, I want to um, book in a C-section, I want to be knocked out and have a cut out, I'd go, absolutely. Fair enough. Absolutely. Whatever. Yeah, whatever what, you want whatever, to do. How, however you want to get through this. This is the most ridiculous thing I've yep. ever seen in my life, that right. there's a human growing in your body. We now have cars and planes. Why can't we also, let's just 
do the easiest procedure, get it done. I don't judge anyone. But so for the same point when she said natural birth, when I and I went, really? That's okay. No drugs. Okay, let's do that because that's that's what you want to do. Let's get on board. So. I mean, it's it's an amazing feat. Like they oh. did, there was that uh, there was a thing on the internet recently where they uh, attached some men to machines that. Uh, Simulated the pain that a woman goes through right, right, during yeah, yeah. childbirth, yeah. and guys couldn't cut. Oh, minutes! They, they lasted <laughs> yeah, minutes. Yeah, uh, my wife's labour was twenty hours. Ah, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my- and she wouldn't even have natural gas, which is actually within the natural birthing sort of ethos. Is yeah. totally fine, but she wouldn't do it. And finally, the midwife at hour fifteen went. Just have the gas. Yeah. Have the gas, for God's sake. And then she's out of the car park doing bulbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just dropped, it dropped her voice too, like bulbs. And I was just, it was so weird. It was like hanging out with 15-year-olds. And you sucked it and just went, oh, that's fucking excellent. My uh, dentist uh, <coughs> uses the gas for everything. For everything, Excellent. like it's one uh, that's like if you get your teeth cleaned at my dentist, <laughs> Here it is. he whacks you on the gas. Right. And I sent along uh, 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 the girl who used to produce uh, my radio show back in the day. I said, "My dentist's really good. You should go to the dentist." And uh, she's gone in, and she said, "This is how it went down." He said, "Do you want some gas?" And she's like, "Oh no, we can do it without the gas." And he's like, "We'll send you right." And <laughs> And she's like, yeah. And he goes, oh, my God. When he's here, he just puts the gas on the minute he gets through the door. Sometimes we think we should fill the room with gas and wear wool masks. So uh, I love cool. it. I've it, never had it. You've never had it? No. Oh, my God. It's it's like doing a mild form of drugs. Like, you feel fantastic, and it goes away immediately as soon as you stop breathing in the gas. Yeah, right. So it's like there's no hangover. There's just no a- sort of residual. It's just like... Being on this really cool, cruisy, like stony vibe. I should have had it. Oh my god. I'm ridiculous. I, if I could, I would just be on it all the time. I'd go out to clubs. <laughs> just get, just with, wheeling with a big it around. <laughs> Seriously. Like an asbestos patient. You're just wheeling down a little canister. Right. Oh, asbestos patient. That's not the word I was looking for. Oh, but I, everyone <laughs> got the image. Everyone got the image you were looking for. That's me walking around. I, was like, oh, I didn't know Will had lung problems. Oh, he doesn't. He's very happy. <laughs> That would be excellent. Let's make that happen. Oh my god! It's because uh, they just one show. Just do it for one. <laughs> well, the thing is, my dentist was telling me that they there's really strict um, kind of monitors on how much gas and stuff that you can buy for that very reason. Yeah, right. Because otherwise, the dentists would all just be sitting at home with their on, gas. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's no real. I mean, I'm sure if you do enough gas, there's oh, negative side effects. Yeah, but yeah. but like as a short term sort of thing. Yeah. Brilliant. And then you stop doing it and you can drive home. Well, I knew a nurse once that got fired. This is got a similar strain that got fired because she used to, when she was hungover, she'd go to work half an hour early and put herself on the drip. Right. Hey, have a cured done. Right. Over. I'm like, what's the problem? But there was some apparently, issue. You can't be apparently you're not allowed to do that. Bed, <laughs> putting an IV drip in. You can't do that as a nurse. <laughs> it's interesting when it comes to birth because I was thinking about this the other day that it, we're so... I think birth reminds us how much we are actually animals because I think we have yeah. this. I think we have an arrogance about us as human beings because yeah. someone invented iPhones and we can fly to the moon and we think we're so special and yeah. wonderful and yeah. brilliant as a human race. And then you have a baby, and it just oh right, we're just animals. Right, That's exactly what happened. It's all animals. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, a baby comes out of you like. You know, shit and piss come out of yeah, you. Yeah. Like, you can't do anything about that. Um, yeah. And then you have a baby and it can do fuck all for two years. Yeah. Like, well, nothing. It's, it's not even born 
as a human. Like, it's sort of born too early. Like, right. you probably should... No woman would like to hear this, but you should probably stay in there for another year. Like, right. you not working. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. You look at a fucking giraffe... It comes they, out. Comes running. out. They've got their yeah. big neck, those fucking wonky legs. Yeah. Like, end of the day, it's walking around, yeah. doing Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Well, you know, that's a that's an evolutionary thing with, uh, with humans is that... Um, so... Human uh, adult men or human men, whatever, are one of two primates that have the fatherhood gene, and ten percent of mammals have the fatherhood gene. I don't understand that. What do you mean? Well, the reason that we have it is um, so that we, so most animals, it will just be the mother. In some instances, it's just the father. In certain animals, right. some birds, where they will take care, and the other will go off, and the, the one, there's not a lot of symbiosis with the two taking care right there's, then, there's none of that you know we're sharing responsibilities no no <laughs> and the reason the father the, this is the reason we fly to the moon and have planes and cars and all this thing is because the fatherhood gene was developed so that the mother could just care and the child could just be cared for right and its brain could grow so that's why it doesn't walk. It comes out and it's all focused on the brain and getting bigger and smarter and healthier. So that's why the dad is, is the hunter and gatherer and providing and the mum can do the care and the baby can just do the brain growing. Right. Yeah. It just needs to grow its brain for two just years. Just grow your brain for a while. I mean, it's yeah. amazing. And I, it was like I was walking down the street today and there was a, a woman breastfeeding in the street. And, I, again, which I am, am totally fine with. I mean, it's, it's natural and you have to feed a baby. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm... Yeah, I, I still don't understand those debates. There was one recently oh. in Australia where uh, David Koch, who's like a yes. morning host here in Australia, um, uh, and he made some comments about you know women breastfeeding in public, and it was like one of those things like we're still having that debate. Yeah, why are you talking? Unless you are breastfeeding while you're driving, yeah, you can do it yeah, wherever you want, yeah, as far absolutely. as I'm concerned. Don't breastfeed while you're in charge of a vehicle. But essentially, it's so weird. Like it, it I was. It reminded me of that thing of going. There's part of us that when you're not seeing a breast with a baby on it, yeah. that is attracted to breasts. Like, yeah. you know, that we're like, a, oh, yeah. my God, look at those things. And then you go, oh, no, no, they're just, they're practical. Yeah, they're there for a reason. Yeah. When, they're baby feeders. When my kid was born, there was a bit of trauma. Uh, the, the, the end part, everything went pretty much excellent. But there was a bit of trauma. We had to go and be in intensive care for mm-hmm. five days, right. um, which is quite a short time and you know, some people are in there for six months, a year, whatever. Right. And so there was a lot of people in different situations. It was a fairly confronting moment as a new parent. Right. But I saw so much boob. Right. It was just boob everywhere. And the, I was, the interesting thing was seeing the progression of the way women were breastfeeding. Like, day one, it was, you know, a, a tuck inside oh, right. the shirt with a shawl over the top. Yep. And they have a screen that they come and put around you. Yeah, it's discreet. And the, and the dad standing there, yep. standing guard. Don't right. let me wife's tits. Like, yep. It's all very, like, you're the first person to right. ever do this. The second day, the screen's not there because there's another new mum and she needs it. <laughs> but there's still a shawl. Dad's reading the paper, whatever. The third day, literally, women are walking in, shirts open, tits out. <laughs> Fuck it, let's get it done. Yeah, they just... <laughs> People are literally walking around like the covers of National yeah. Geographic. Yeah. It's like, this woman this that I'd never met just came over to talk to me no. while I was there with my son. He's in this little crib thing and just with her boobs out with a baby on one. And then she's like, how's it going? I'm like, mm. this is confronting, mm. but great. But it shouldn't be. And, so, and then it Because it's perfectly natural. Because it was so there all the time. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. we're just, this is what we're doing. Kids got to be fed. Let's get it done. Right. Yeah. But it just reminds us. That we yeah. are animals. And, yeah, absolutely. The thing, too, about the boob is it's only an implied sexual object anyway. I went to... Um, we've, we've made it that way because of Puritans 
wanting it covered up. Right. Because at the, when I went this, I went to Papua New Guinea when I was uh, 20, 21, and in the Highlands, we went up to the Highlands, uh, and it was still quite uh, old school. There was yep. no infrastructure. We were out in tribal huts and stuff. It was great. And the women are walking around with no top on at all, all boobs out. But because, this is really odd, because of missionary influence, their dresses have to be below their knees. Right. Like the, the cover of the boobs never stuck because they're like, that's impractical and ridiculous. Yeah. I need to do this. The right. boobs are going to be out. But the dress is stuck. So now it's very sexy to see a woman's thigh right. in the highlands of Papua New Guinea. Yeah. If a, if a dress blows up, men are like, woo, yeah, come on, bit of thigh action. In the highlands uh, at the local garage, they have calendars of girls' knees. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Check out the, oh my God. Check out the lower thigh on her. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like whatever we're not allowed to see becomes the bit that's right. really sexy. Yeah, if, yeah. I mean, if people always wore hats, yeah. we'd be at home masturbating to hair. Show us you your know? head. <laughs> Show us your hair. Come on. <laughs> Is it a plait? Oh, oh my God, God she's got a ponytail. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I had a dreadlock last night. Oh, my God. Are you a plait or a dreadlock guy? <laughs> <laughs> but it is, isn't it? It's that yeah. thing of going, because we cover it up, it's... Yeah. If everybody outside right now all had their boobs out, my first instance was, what happened? This is excellent. It's Christmas. Right. And then about 10 minutes later, I'm like, no, nah, I've seen it. Yeah. It'll be over. You just desensitize and go, okay, cool. How do you go with nudity yourself? Like, are you a person in a male changing room who... Don't like it. Don't like it. I, I want to recover with it. The first time and one of the only times I've ever showered in a public shower situation was at a gym... I'd gone to the gym before I was flying out, needed to have a shower before I left, and went, okay, I'll do it. There was nobody in there. Yep. And I got in the shower, I'm like, all right. And I was going to do the nervous thing of in the underpants, and then I was like, well, then they're going to be wet in my bag. Oh, fuck it, I'll just have a shower. Right. It's not a big deal. And you know what? Sharing in your underpants, yeah. it's almost worse than sharing in the nude. Absolutely. You're you know? more weird. You right. look like a weirdo. Definitely more weird. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, why? Why? why are you doing that? You must have a tiny cock. <laughs> That's what it is. Exactly if you see why, someone having a shower exactly in their what, underpants, yeah, you just yeah. think they must have yeah, a tidy Which cook. is exactly why I wanted to shower in my underpants. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fuck about. I know I've got an average size cock. My wife's an artist. She painted me in the nude a yeah. lot. The first time she painted me in the nude, I yeah. said, oh, thanks for painting my cock big. And she goes, I didn't. I painted your thighs smaller. Thank you. That's good. Anyway, so I'm in there. I'm having a shower in the new. I'm like, this is fine. This is going to be good. And then, like a second into it, really, this teenage boy shoved his head around the corner and was like something out of The Simpsons. And went, ha ha, <laughs> and ran. I'm like, I'm oh, serious. <laughs> yeah. You got like a. I got a. Yeah. You got he- you got heckled by Nelson. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do the exact noise. But he went. <laughs> And he was a teenager. Yeah, absolutely. If you are getting heckled by a teenage boy... <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, come on, man. I um, used to talk about this in my stand-up, but I remember being in Italy and it was the most confronted I've ever been. I went to the hotel gym and uh, there was a dude in there and he had uh, his... So imagine that there's like a bench and he's got uh, one leg on the floor yeah. and one up on Excellent. the bench... And he's turned the uh, like the hair dry- the hand dryer oh, yes. right. He's turned it down the other way, and he is blow drying his balls <laughs> just in front of everybody. Excellent, like just in this the middle. Happening. Like, this, this is what's is happening. happening. Doesn't everyone blow the, dry their balls? <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I was one of those things where I was like, he was doing it so confidently that I there was a bit of me that was like, maybe everyone does do this. 
Maybe. Why haven't I been doing why this? Why did my parents not tell me you meant to blow dry your balls? I had to do that. Imagine if every woman I've ever been with is like, oh, I like Will mm. Anderson, but his balls. <laughs> not blow dry. Has not been blow dry once. <laughs> do Dank. you have mates that get nude in public a lot? Yeah, I've got a couple. And do they have big penis? No, you know what? The, my, the one that I immediately think of who gets nude the most yeah. around us has a tiny penis. I have the same thing. I have a mate that, like, it's whatever, but it's not huge. And I'm like, but also, you, you know what? Here's, here's the other thing. Like, while we talk about sizes of penis and all those sort of things, like, nothing that anyone can do about it. No, nothing. Like, it's not. Oh, it's, uh, have you Google searched jelking? <laughs> What is it? Tell me. The ancient art of penis lengthening. What? Yeah, it's like a tribal thing that men t- teach their sons. It's not. It's not great. Tell it's... me what. It, so hang, hang on. How do I spell? How do I spell? I'm sure it's jelking. So J E L Q U I N G. Jelking. I wouldn't press images. <laughs> Just leave it at the word. All right, well, let's have a, let's have a look and we'll see. Uh, but you explain to me what it is, and then I'll. Uh... So it's basically you work, you work the chode. You you're basically pushing blood down towards the end of like like a halfy. It's not erect and it's not completely. You're just working it down longer. Right, over well, a period of time. Here's, a, here's the good news. It has its own Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, this is a, a page that comes up when you put in jelking, uh, and it's mostly it's to do with penis enlargement in general. So uh, penis enlargement, sometimes euphemistically called male enhancement, <laughs> yes, uh, refers to an assortment of techniques in, uh, intended to increase the girth, length, or erectile rigidity of the human yeah, yeah, penis. Yeah, yeah, Okay. So All it right. can help with uh, impotence. Right. Uh, right. So... Do you, is it just something that you do yourself? Or? Well, the way I sort of read it was like it's a it's a thing that quite a lot of tribal men will do, and it's like pumping weights. It's like going for a run. It's keeping your junk. Just working oh. out. Just, <laughs> just working work out, out your junk, man. Just get it right. But isn't that what masturbation is? Pretty much, yeah. Like, surely if you masturbate enough, yeah. is that not joking? Joking not not exactly. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a just going to have a joke. <laughs> Joking is like the tantric of the masturbation <laughs> world. <laughs> it's like Sting having a wank. <laughs> I'm having a wank. I'll be back on Thursday. Uh, all right, joke. Joking is a physical therapy technique. There yeah, you go. See? Excellent. Right. Excellent. Oh, my God. Intended to achieve natural penis enlargement. <laughs> okay. By increasing blood pressure and circulation. Okay, there you go. Um, probably something you should do on a plane yeah. so you don't get deep vein thrombosis. <laughs> Main vein thrombosis. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. You seem to be suffering from uh, blue vein thrombosis. Uh, uh, all right. Um, it's performed by repeatedly, repeatedly stroking the penis in a squeezing motion <laughs> from the base of the shaft yes. to the corona of the glands. Yeah. Uh, that's masturbating. Yeah, but you're not doing it with an erect penis. Oh. Yeah. Right. I it's, see. It's with a halfy. But how does it's it how does it bad. not get erect if well, you're well, if you're joking? It's it's not the most comfortable experience you've ever ha- had in your life. Right. I didn't know part of it was called the corona as well. Me either. No, okay. I'm going to have to Google what a corona is now. I've never heard corona. No, but it's well, here. I've drunk it. And it's blue. Well, that's why I'm worried. Because <laughs> I feel like... What am I having? You know what I mean? I feel like... What are the Mexicans been, doing? It's an elaborate host. <laughs> yeah. What is in this fucking yeah. Mexican beer? Yeah. All right, we'll find... Oh, corona. 
The corona of glans penis refers to the circumference of the base of the glans penis in human males, which forms a rounded projecting border overhanging a deep retroglandular sulcus behind which is the neck of the penis. That's provided more questions than answers. Right. I don't, that did not clear it up at all. <laughs> at all. It's like they, I think they're talking about your bell end, mate. It's right. your fucking bell end. So that's what corona is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's all right. They've got a picture. That's the bit I was picturing. (laughs) That looks just like mine. Oh, my God. They've elected a new pope. I don't remember that photo being taken. Oh, my God. You would have thought that if they were going to put a... If anyone does look up this page... uh, (laughs) You know every bloke that listens to this is looking up this page. Well, I hope so. This is an educational podcast. (laughs) This one might go in comedy and education (laughs) this week. And maybe medical. We could be number one in medical. Finally, we can beat Hamish and Andy on the fucking podcast charts. Oh my god! It, 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 I feel like from the photo they've used that the guy has been joking too much because there seems to be. Look around the. the yes, he- that's what happens. Right. Not that I know. <laughs> <laughs> you get, you get like blisters and stuff. You're pushing too much things down there. I stopped it. I didn't. <laughs> I don't know, mine made a kid. Fuck off! It works. Feel the burn. Feel the burn. <laughs> feel it. Come on. Two more. All right, um, uh, so the cranial glands, devices have been created to achieve the same effect. So you can now do it with a device. The motion may be described as milking. Yes. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, as a farm boy, I've done my share of milking. <laughs> it's very similar to milking a cow. Right. The milk that comes exactly out of the end the is very way. different. <laughs> yeah, it's a different kind of milk. It's <laughs> sticky. It's yes. sticky milk. Does this come in low fat? 1%? <laughs> uh, according to an article in BJUI, I don't know what that is, but the technique has ancient Arabian right. origins. There you go. There you go. Uh, and the Arabic word related to milking is sometimes claimed as the etymological root of the term, although... Uh, okay, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, while there are anecdotal claims of success from the supporters of the technique... There is no medicinal, uh, no medical evidence for its effect. Yes. Right. It's, it's a crock. Yeah. Furthermore, medical journalist, blah, 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 said the claim that the technique will enlarge the uh, penile cavities that fill with blood, making for larger erections, makes no sense biologically. Although considered safer than many other more radical techniques for penis enlargement, <laughs> jelking can result in blood vessel tearing, scar formation, Pain, disfigurement, and desensitisation of the penis. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the amount of men that are, are actually wanting to do this is why this exists anyway, that page and all of it. It's like, just be okay with it. Well, it's like, just be okay with what you got. Well, well, that's what exactly should be the message, right? Yeah. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It came it's out fine. how it is. Yeah. And you know what? It just doesn't, like, I mean, you just can't do anything about how you are, right? Absolutely not. But... If you are worried about how you are, you can jelk, or there are other techniques that I will now run you through. Excellent. Uh, there's the penis pump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you know a penis yeah, pump? Yeah, yeah, You see a lot of those as, like, pop-up ads on, yeah, you know, yeah. on your and internet. And Austin Powers had a quite a big joke penis about pump. one of them. So the penis pump is a cylinder fitted over the penis with a manual or motorised pump. So, I don't want the motorised one. That's a bit too much. Stop, 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 turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> I'll manual this one, thank you. Um, let's, we'll go with uh, natural birth and natural penis. Pump. Yeah, yeah, we'll do natural, well, yeah. Don't. I'll have some gas while we're at it because this is not comfortable. You've had some dude out the back hotting up your machine. It's like, mate, you've got to give this a crack. 
so uh, motorized pump to create a partial vacuum around the penis, engorging it as bod is drawn in. Okay, so well, there's that. And then there's, um, after this one, there is clamping. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Clamping is a risky and dangerous technique. Oh, sounds like a great <laughs> thing to do That's what you want to do penis. with your penis. <laughs> Why don't you say risky and dangerous? <laughs> so the goal of clamping is to increase the size of the penis. Yeah, no shit. Using a constricting device such as a shoestring, cable clamp. Excellent. <laughs> cable clamp and penis should never be in the same sentence. <laughs> Imagine if someone walks in. Oh, I'm just trying to jumpstart it. That's all I, I just... Could you give us a push? It's not working. Uh, or a tight cock ring to uh, restrict blood flow out of the organ. Do you know um, what a cock ring is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever experimented with a cock no, ring? No, I haven't. But I understand the, uh, the uh, science behind it. Uh, uh, the device is firmly attached at the base of the erect penis. The man engages in edging, which <laughs> is extend, <laughs> extended masturbation. Oh, is right, edging. Right, yeah. uh, a metal cock ring is dangerous. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> because blood trapped in the penis can make removal of the ring impossible. Oh, it's so wonderful. Emergency room debacle. Without emergency intervention such as amputation. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you thought you had a small cock? Now you got no cock. That's what happened, mate. Or soaring the ring off. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we did stumble on the topic there of um, uh, emergency room disasters, which uh, is actually very good because it brings me to a story that was sent in by one of the people who listened to this podcast who thought it would be a appropriate, Harley, well, we and can... I will run you through this. Uh, this happened over... There's only been posted on the internet on the Huffington Post and storifying a few of those things in the last seven hours, right. it says here. So it's an, a, a new story. Brand new. It seems to be everywhere, and it seems to be true. But in between when we record this and it, you know, it comes out, if it's not true, then out. we right. don't know. But at the moment, I checked around the internet today, and it's on a couple of reputable news sources and things. It seems to be a true story. Right. So here we go. Here's the uh, headline. Guy live tweets hospital trip after getting dildo stuck in his butt. Excellent start. <laughs> <laughs> what a modern world. Live tweets it. Like I, I love the fact that he's, he, he, firstly, he's got a dildo stuck up his ass, and his first thought is, I've got to live tweet this shit. <laughs> Such a ridiculous world. Like that, you, that would have been the most private thing five years ago. Right. Just five years ago, no one would have ever, ever. to tell anyone about it. If and I it... got stuck with a dildo up my butt, I would not even go to hospital. No. I would walk into the ocean. Yeah. I would walk from wherever I was with the dildo in my butt into the ocean and die of shame. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it would. And yet this guy's like, I should tweet this. People, people need people need an update. Update. <laughs> so update, I will run update. you through. Uh, some of the tweets. So this is the first uh, first tweet you sent out. Yo, guess who has to go to the hospital because he shoved a dildo up his ass and can't get it out? Brackets. Answer. It's me. <laughs> so, good tweet. Right. Good tweet. Get some retweets. Yeah. Uh, then his next tweet is just hashtag real talk. <laughs> then his next one is. My life, uncensored. This episode, I get a vibrating dildo extracted from inside my ass. God. Next tweet. How long does the battery last? <laughs> Jesus, the thing's still going. 
you can't. What's Why? up? It's inside. It's all in. It's all the in. The whole thing's in. The whole thing's in. <laughs> it's completely in. <laughs> yeah. And it's just going and going. It's like he's, it's like he's oh. got a mobile phone up his ass and someone's calling him. Like it's... Oh, God. All right. So uh, how long? Uh, so then, his next tweet <laughs> is to at Energizer, the battery a- company. Yes. Hey, at Energizer, yo, how long do your batteries last in vibrating dildos? <laughs> Just so I have to estimate if it'll still be going when I get to ER. Now, at this point, you're starting to think, well, maybe this is. It sounds a little yeah. bit jokey, right? Yeah. Uh, he only had uh, about two thousand followers at this stage. By the oh. end of this story. Like, he has a lot of followers. But sure. at this stage, uh, people started you know, getting involved. Like, followers, he's like, are you being serious? Are you okay? I'm laughing so hard this has happened. You're taking this in your stride. I have mad respect. Um, so then he's, like, started responding to them. Honest to God, I can't even feel it. And there's really no... <laughs> Which, I can't even feel it. <laughs> You got more problems than the dildo being stuck up your ass if you can't feel it vibrating. <laughs> what else happened up there before you put the dildo in? <laughs> God. All right. Uh, this is his next tweet. What did you do last night? I shoved up. I shoved a dildo up my ass and needed the hospital to extract it. Oh man, me too. <laughs> All right. Uh, here we go. Uh, Got to go. Be careful about what goes in. Blah blah blah. All right. Now he's at the air. I looked at the woman at the AR desk dead in the eye and said, what would you say in that situation, Hartley? If you got to ER, you've got a vibrating dildo up your ass. I would open with, listen, we've all made mistakes. <laughs> and, and as soon as you said that, I bet she'd been working there long enough to know, dildo up your ass? Is it a dildo it up is. your ass? Which room? Right. Let's get this done. We've got jobs to do. <laughs> I didn't choose your career path, but this is what's going to happen. You're going to get this out of my ass. Doesn't have to be natural. No. Get me gas. No, whatever. What you got to do? Get it out. I looked the woman at the ER desk dead in the eye and said, "There's no other way to put this. I have a vibrating dildo inside my ass." <laughs> exactly. What else are you going to do? <laughs> His next tweet is: "Nurse who is helping me is the sweetest person ever." OMG. <laughs> yes. So someone else is then asked... I love that he wrote OMG and not FML. <laughs> like, it's like, oh my God, not fuck my life. Come on. It's... Oh no, he's obviously was fucking his ass. F- FMA. <laughs> uh, is she tolerating your constant tweeting, says one of the friends. Right? Good question. Yeah, that, yeah. At the point you're like, yeah. why are you still tweeting? I didn't tweet in front of her. I'm polite dildo patient. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So then... Um, uh, oh, oh, here we go. This is this is where it gets even more interesting. This is his next one in all caps. Oh my god, not OMG, spelled it out this time. Yeah. Oh my god. The nurse, the nurse just told me there is another patient here right now <laughs> who also shoved a dildo up their ass. <laughs> that is excellent. Oh, I want to know if it happened as a result of his tweeting. Right. But they got to the hospital first. He started tweeting it, and they're like, I'll see what that's... Oh, fuck, it's oh quite easy. Oh, no. Oh, it's... Oh! <laughs> oh, I see how he did it. Uh, so then, because people are starting to go, this is not really happening, the dude starts tweeting pictures from... Oh, great. ...the hospital. So this one that you can... Like, this is just... 
at the moment a picture of his thumb and just obviously surrounded by medical yeah. things yeah, like lube cool. and so you know he's at the hospital he's at the hospital and as he goes on he kind of anyway all right so uh life lesson when using a vibrating dildo attach a string to the end <laughs> just they are good words to live your life by. here's a tip uh who wants a pick of the dildo when they take it out <laughs> Oh, oh my God, I didn't get an x-ray photo, I got an x-ray disc. Full quality x-ray pictures. We'll upload when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, one, somebody says, I'm kind of curious how you got to the hospital. Like, did you have to wait your parents? So clearly he still lives at home. Oh, no. Like, firstly, if Wonderful. you're living at home with your parents, yeah. why are you shoving a vibrating dildo up your ass? Yeah. But it's a good question, right? So... His answer is, just my dad. <laughs> Can you imagine? Hey, the dad. Com- hey. Hey, um, I have something that I, we need to talk about, but first we just need to get in the car. Yeah. We can talk about it all the way. And dad's like, do it up your ass? <laughs> <laughs> Already got the keys. <laughs> I was actually going to the hospital myself, son, so uh, I'll be in the other room. Sorry we didn't have the chat already. I meant to tell you. <laughs> yeah, always put a string. <laughs> Oh. Uh, okay, so um, Jess, my dad, I wanted to make sure I wouldn't be screwed in regards to insurance and whatnot because it's America. So, he, like, he had to check with his dad first to make sure that. Oh my God. Great. Right. So, uh, oh, so I'm going to be admitted to the hospital. I'm going to sleep right now and I'll update you guys later. Update. Uh-huh. Thanks for listening to my butt stories. And yes, it's still vibrating. <laughs> It, it, but he's going to go to sleep. Yeah. Oh, it's soothing. It's like being in the womb. It'll be fine. Uh, brief update. Dildo extracted. Battery lasted about seven fucking hours. <laughs> <laughs> I shat the bed afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has no shame at all. <sighs> oh. oh, man. I suppose if you've already live-tweeted the dildo up your ass, the fact What's that the shit came deal? out yeah, afterwards. Yeah. Uh, back to sleep. I'm feeling a bit tired from the anesthesia. I'm wearing a diaper at the moment. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, just checked my follow account for the first time since yesterday morning. What the fuck? <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and about four people tried to listen to my chest with a stethoscope. Wait, what's that sound? It's still on. <laughs> I can hear it through his chest. There's something wrong with your heart, sir. No, no. So someone asked him, why were you sticking it in there? Fair question. He says, prostate stimulation. Have you ever stuck a thing up your butt? If you hit the right spots, it's fantastic. Yeah, straight away. (laughs) You hit the right spot a little bit too far. You went past the mark. And just in case you think that this is made up, and like I said, it may be made up. Sure. But here's the x-ray. Oh, so excellent. <laughs> Look at that. It's just real. It's quite a nice picture. <laughs> it is. It's really good. It's symmetry. It's a great exhibition. <laughs> That's his uh, poster shot for next year's festival. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. so there you go. Dildo and the damage done. Wow. I mean, it's brave. It's, it's brave. That's some honesty that I uh, envy. 
But see, this is uh, I get, it gets me back to the original point, which is this: uh, that you have a child now. Yes. And at some stage in your life, your <laughs> child is going to do something stupid. Now it might not yeah. be a dildo up the butt, but let's hope. Let's hope. But if that's what he's into, yeah. I'll just tell him to tie right. a string. Just tie a string, mate. Just, I might open with that at the sex ed chat. Listen, you might want to do right. this. Yeah, it's, I'll explain to the string. birds and the bees, and then I've got a string, <laughs> and I'll show you how to tie a good knot. <laughs> You'll understand why later on. Right. <laughs> yes, at some point, he's going to do something stupid. Right, and, and particularly in this day and age, because you must be... I, mean, I don't know if you are or not, but I would be terrified about the fact, when, particularly when it comes to things like sex, that it seems to be getting um, you know, younger and younger and people yeah. know more and more about it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to sound like an old fuddy-duddy and stuff, but I still tell people, because it's true, that the first time I ever saw what a woman's vagina looked like was when I saw a woman's vagina for the first right. time. Right, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It would I, be pretty much the same. I had seen pictures of what it looks like from the outside. Like, I'd seen sure. a Playboy or, sure. like, what well, those yeah. sort of things, right? But back then, even those magazines and stuff no. weren't... They yeah. weren't... Yeah, they weren't as graphic as they are these days. Like you No, just, not at all. Right, so the yeah. first time you were there, you were just like... I mean, it was... Oh, there it is. It was a brave new land. <laughs> you were an explorer. Final frontier. Way. <laughs> you were like... Picking a shovel. I'm going out for a while, and maybe sometime. <laughs> I hope. Leave, I hope. <laughs> leaving a trail of breadcrumbs, just make sure. <laughs> right? It's yeah. a mystery. But these yeah. days, it's not a mystery. It's not a mystery at all. Because the kids have got iPhones, and, and they're looking part, at how... I actually work uh, a little bit in this field in an odd way, like being... You make uh, porn? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do it. Uh, I'm in the niche market. Um, but I... <laughs> I comedy. You know, you get weird gigs as a comedian that you didn't think you would ever do. Of course. And eight years ago, I got asked by Nelly Thomas. You'd know Nelly. I do. Wonderful comic, wonderful woman. Put together this show called the No Means No Show, and wanted me to know wanted to know if I wanted to be in it. And so I said, yeah. And it's basically a show about consent and safe sex for fourteen year old. Uh, girls. The thing I would say about the No Man No Show is that it's very hard to say no to it. But <laughs> yeah, if you do, she has yeah, to believe yeah, you. Exactly right. right. You can get out very easily. Come on. You know. You know the rules. <laughs> so I've done that and... He said no, but I'm sure he did yes. <laughs> I think you... I'll be able to coerce you into this. Um, yeah, so I've, I've done that. And I, it's, I think it's a... One reason I really wanted to do it is I grew up in... Um, a very conservative Methodist upbringing yep. um, and for some reason I don't know why but um, I mean I suppose I, I know why but religious organisations seem obsessed about sex and the sin of sex oh yeah it's like that's their main focus yep. and it's, I find it very disturbing anyway I I wanted to not I wanted to maybe in part give kids a different experience yep. than what I had and go yep. look here's the information let's get it out of there in the whole, so I've done the show every year for eight years. It's like an ensemble of uh, of actors and performers, and it's a whole big deal. It's not certainly not the funniest show I've ever right. been in. Yeah. It's it's more, you know, skits and. <laughs> yeah. you know, but you're not sitting backstage going, "We've got to make this funnier." <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's no. cut some of the messages this shit and up. put some more laughs. <laughs> yeah. In. Let's do some where. No means yes. How about that? <laughs> Let's just fucking play around with it a little bit. Well, because, and two, the, the, the issue is, well, I'm not even allowed, I go on and do a monologue yeah. at the start, and I'm not allowed to deal with hecklers. 
because I could say the completely right. wrong thing. So it's yeah. just, yeah, okay, don't, don't do it. Let's keep going. Yeah. Uh, but I've been so, I've been shocked, and I don't think I'm old fuddy daddy at all, but I've been shocked at what kids know and what they want to do right. and what they're doing with each other. Right. It's full on. You know, have you heard of a thing called a rainbow party? Oh, now, I've heard the term, but I'm not sure exactly what it means. So I actually saw... The first time I heard about it was on um, an American TV show, and I can't even remember what it was. Um, but it was like the story, there's a teenage boy of a family, whatever. But we, it's been brought up within the show, and the party is um, guys, young boys, teenage boys, try and see how many different coloured lipsticks they can get on their cock in the space of the party. Oh, my God. I know. It's, like, phenomenal. And the thing I think about is um, I think a lot of bad male behaviour sexually, because unfortunately there's a lot of it, Right. It doesn't come from the majority of the guys doing it. They're getting dragged along. I'm not justifying it at all. You, you, sure, you should make your own choices, and when you assault somebody, you own that. But I think, I, Yeah, I understand that as well, I but I also understand that if you... Like, if everyone's doing something mm. when you're a teenage boy... You do, yeah. It's hard to know... Like absolutely. I mean, I, it's a, it's an issue that I discuss a little bit in my show, and I talk about how when I was like on the on the farm, and when I was a teenage boy, who was about the, the age of the kids you're talking about, yep. that I the, the casual homophobia that I had, that absolutely, all the boys yeah. had, yeah. You know, without ever thinking about it. No, it's I have told you that, different. I mean, if anyone knows me and knows my work, they know that, like, I am a massive campaigner for gay rights and stuff yeah. now as an adult. But as a boy of that age, yeah. every, I wouldn't have even thought it was a thing that was wrong. Yeah. And if everyone's going to fucking... Like, if you're party, a teenage yeah. boy and you're going to a party and, like, there's a game where... Yes. I'd be happy for a girl to, like, put her lipstick on my cock without... Like, without that being a game. Yeah. In fact, without her even... Having like, lipstick on. Having lipstick on. Yeah. She could actually just put it on with her hands. <laughs> like, if she, if, if I was that <laughs> age and a girl, like, literally got my cock out and put some lipstick around it, I would be oh. like, best party ever. <laughs> this is the best party I've Man, ever been I would have been pretty happy for a girl to talk about it. Just talk about my penis for five minutes. Right. That'll do. Let alone fucking multiple girls putting multiple coloured lipsticks. And I think there's a lot of guys that would do it that actually don't want to do it. You're a teenage boy. You don't want to get your cock out. Right. At a party? No. It's like, fucking, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. Such an awkward moment in the dressing rooms. Everyone's like, oh, my God, he's got hair first. <laughs> you know? Like, also, like, so, but I imagine that the girls are also, um, when I say. I can't imagine many of them want to do it at all. Right. Yeah. But they're doing it. They're Why? doing it. Yeah, and, exactly. Why? Exactly. Why? Because you have to wear different coloured lipstick. I mean, you have to make that choice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're all wearing the same lipstick. I'm going to be red tonight. Right. Well, that's uh, not a rainbow. Come on. <laughs> I don't want to have to wear purple. Oh, boo. Yeah, right. Well, that's just amazing. Isn't it? And there's all sorts of... And the other issue, too, is uh, with porn. I think, you know, consenting adults watch porn. Fine, I watch porn. Oh, no, no. Um, Well, I mean, it's... I think most people at some stage do. Problem is that teenage boys are being educated on it. Right. And so then the first time they're having this sexual experience, they're slapping a girl on the ass. Right. Because that's what they think... Needs to happen, or they they they're doing anal or, stuff in her or, fa- or doing anal and yeah. throwing it in her face, going yeah, but I fucking saw it on the right. on the porn. That's what you do. Yeah, that's but not no, what you do. No, that's not. This what is you not do. an instructional video. Yeah, these are these are the professionals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. This is some kinky shit. Yeah, that you have in your own private time in a room. Yeah. Lock the door. Lock, right. Lock and when door. you've done it a bit and you've got yeah. good at it and yeah. you want to try something new, maybe yeah. this is what you're going to try. Having a committed relationship after right. a certain amount of years or even months, depending. You know, when you're both in an open conversation, go. Hey, I was wondering. 
wondering if I could right. um, ejaculate in your eye. Yeah. If is that something you would enjoy? Is that something you would like, Mila? I find most people would not want that. No. Who wants something in their no. eye? It's terrible. No, you don't want Stings. that. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's like you've got conjunctivitis. <laughs> you know what I find really hot? Conjunctivitis. Yeah. Oh, I had my that. first wet dream while I had conjunctivitis, and since then all I've wanted to do... <laughs> Is this the most cock-heavy episode you've ever done? No. Oh, great. <laughs> no, we're near. Excellent. Absolutely. This is light on. You've, you've found the... the, the f- <coughs> it should be a giveaway that one of the listeners of this podcast spotted that article about the guy with the dildo of his ass and sent it to me going, this will be perfect for the podcast. <laughs> great. Excellent. Right. Good. We're on track. Um, but it does worry me, like, because all those things... I mean, it's like watching... You know, they they should come with one of those warnings like they have on the wrestling or whatever that says don't try this at home. Yes, absolutely. You know, the the following people are professionals and, you know, it's kind of, and don't try this at home. But they... No. But they don't. No. They think it's an instructional video. Yeah. Oh, okay, righto. It's like watching yeah. the Olympics and thinking you do pole vault. You can't. <laughs> no. You have to train for that shit. Yeah. You have to yeah, work. Exactly. You can't just get yeah. a stick. Yeah. And when run. she says yes, she doesn't mean she wants your mates to come. No. That's not what she wants. No, she doesn't no, want that. No, doesn't want that. There, there may be, like, one person in... A thousand sure. or ten thousand or whatever who does that. want that. She will say that. She will so make you don't it, have to figure it out. Yeah, if there is that one person, yeah. she will make it happen. Yeah, she will and, totally make it and happen. And here's the other thing about it is, maybe if there is that one person, just ask some questions about how mm. she was raised in her background just yeah, to make yeah, sure yeah. you're not adding to some damage that's already <laughs> yeah, been done yeah, by yeah. someone else. You go, really? Yeah. You want that? Yeah. Now, Tell me a little bit how often your father was around. Yeah. <laughs> How's your dad? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, sure. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you a cuddle and get yeah. you a cab. Exactly. How about that? How about, that? Yeah. How about I won't yeah. dance around on an open wound? <laughs> what a great euphemism. <laughs> but, it, but, but when you're a teenage boy, raised in the culture that we are raised in where women are objectified and sexualized yep. constantly and you are... I mean, I find it really interesting, and I, look, I've made jokes about this as well, but I find it... I don't think I will make jokes about it anymore because I've noticed how much people have been laying into Taylor Swift, you know, the music, oh, yeah, you know her? Yeah, She's yeah, the young yeah, country, country music yep, singer. Yep. She's had a lot of boyfriends. Oh, right? I saw something recently. They were having a go at her. And it's become a bit of a, like a, a joke thing now that right. she has a lot, of, a lot of boyfriends. Yeah. But realistically, she's like 22. She's Isn't rich. That what you do with She's 22? attractive. Yeah. And I don't think she's actually even had a lot of boyfriends. She's yeah. had like six or seven boyfriends, but oh, they've just been do? famous or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, but if that was a guy... Oh, you wouldn't hear it. If it was some young Hollywood no. guy, wouldn't be a fucking. No. I mean, she writes a song about each of them, which doesn't. Oh, okay, right. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, you're, you know, like you're it's partly her it. fault. Yeah, you know, yeah. but but at the same time, it just goes to the way we judge, oh, you know, men and women in that way. Completely. Like, as a young man, you are judged by your friends and your peer group and your blah 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 on like, yeah, how popular you are with you know girls or yeah. how popular yeah. you know that, that sort of thing, and it's. But as a young girl, if you're popular with the boys, mm. it's a completely different scenario. Right. Yeah. And is it still, do you think? Because like, with these parties and stuff, it seems like that sexual... Because, I mean, I even the is. idea that we let... I mean, we let... But, I mean, and maybe I do sound like a complete old fuddy-duddy when I say these sort of things, but I see those kids walking around with, like, you know, 
Uh, juicy tracksuit pants, sure, or yeah, yeah, like yeah. sexual, like or the hot pants. There's an ass hanging out of the hot pants, like uh, hanging Holy out. Crap, it's not in and there. And they're like fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, like and they're high waisted. It's like an ample short. Right, you've just put oh, no, it up got, too high. Right, <laughs> you've got even... the necessary amount of material yeah, to cover you. Yeah, you are just wearing it in the wrong place. <laughs> That's right. What are you doing? <laughs> okay, it's, I don't want to tell anyone what they can and can't wear. But I do. I, I, well, want to I, tell, want to tell I think, parents, I think yeah, their parents should yes, be telling them. I think what they there's can a certain age where you, know, you you don't get a right to make your own decisions on a lot of fronts till certain ages. There's all sorts of different ages we tick off, and I think when it comes to having your ass out, the very minimum age should be the age of consent. Right, that should be the very minimum Absolutely. that you're allowed to do that. And I would say let's push it to legal age of voting. Right, let's say that there's some kids who yeah. are doing those bad things that you're talking about. But yeah. they're not bad kids. They've just been... They're not right, at that, a point yeah, yeah, yeah. where they it's their responsibility yet. Now, they will get to be yes. a point where they have to make up their own decisions and yeah. know, choose how to live their life. But up until that point, it's the parents' role to... Absolutely. And the problem is they're not doing it. And that's why... And, and I think especially, I think there's a, there's a real shortfall in men raising men. Right. I don't think it's been very good for a really long time, especially in our culture. I think it's been really bad for a really long time and if you track it back, you know, there was a whole generation of men that went to war. Yep. And their kids were raised just by their mums and all power to single mums, good on you, you do a wonderful job. But yep. there was just no man there to say this is what a man is and then there was another war and in the middle was the Great Depression so there was just broken men and then there was more war and they, we've just had generation upon generation of no dads yeah. and now we've got dumb fucking blokes right. walking around with no clue yeah, just no clue being assholes. that's a very beautiful thing to say from a man whose child says fuck <laughs> I'm nailing this shit I'm fucking nailing it Maybe it's better that the, the fathers aren't around. A lot I less should probably kids. go on to more. <laughs> but you, are you... I mean, I am fascinated by that as a... Like, it, you're very aware that you want to be around, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But well, nothing more than to be around my kid. I... One way to look at it is I've been away half his life yep. already because yep. I'm a touring comic tour. and that's what I do. Yep. Um, but on the other hand, when I'm home, I'm home. home I'm immersed. Yep. I'm totally immersed. I've got a friend who had a kid exactly the same time as me. He's barely ever been away since she was born and has hardly ever seen her because he works nine to five. Right. He leaves the house at seven. That's when she wakes up. Yep. Comes home at seven. That's when she goes, goes to, to bed. bed. Sees her on the weekend. Yeah. He's a weekend dad, but because he, you know, he's got to go to work. Got to go right. and get it done. And so I'm doing the same thing, but I'm lucky that I, yeah, I get to be a, you know, a stay-at-home dad for certain parts of the month or, you know, months of the year. So it, what's the, um, uh, and we'll finish up in a minute, but what's the uh, hardest thing about it and what's the most rewarding thing about it? About being a parent? Yeah. Um, oh, the hardest thing about it is that I, what we've just been talking about is that it's my job to um, sculpt this person as a future man and partly a person gets born who they are i believe that you're oh, no. born no that's doubt. who you are i mean but always people always talk a bit about you know nature versus nurture sure yeah uh, and the truth is they're not versus they're no, a team they're absolutely part a team. of it is nature yeah. yeah because my brother and i were raised the exact same way and he's a dairy farmer one block away from yeah. the road that my father's lived on all his life yeah and i've done nothing but run from that place for the rest of my life absolutely and we yeah. were raised exactly yeah. the same way by the same parents and yeah. the same family yeah same genes i've got three siblings and i can list off all the differences right. between us absolutely yeah uh so 
you know, I know who he is already. He's got a really distinct personality. But I, the hardest thing is it's my job to make sure that I impart the tools that he needs to be a good person and to function in the world. Yep. That's my job. That's really hard. The most rewarding thing is the small occasions where I think I've nailed parts of that. Right. I'm like, I think I'm, I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm, this is good. And you, for a dad, it's really disconnecting with a child when they're first born. You don't bond like a woman does with a child. They've grown it. Then they breastfeed it. That Even the breastfeeding sets off a drug inside the woman that is as close to the love drug as there is and that creates more bonding actually repairs her body Mm. repairs all of the birth canal by breastfeeding it's incredible Whereas the dad... I mean, it doesn't it also... Isn't there some sort of release that makes you forget how painful it was? Yes, to, absolutely. To have this, birth so that yeah. you'll do it again? Yes, yeah. absolutely. There's all this, this drug, endorphins go into your head and you yeah. go, forget it, you saw nothing. You saw, yeah. <laughs> you'll be ready in no months to have another one. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile the husband's there. He said he's, six, he's crossing off his six weeks on his calendar. He's Here got his are, book. He's like... <laughs> Uh, maybe the book wasn't wrong to fucking talk about it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So it takes a while, but once you start bonding with it, like I have a, I have such a wicked relationship with my boy, and I, I've never felt love like it in my life. It's incredible. So he gets, because what did you say? Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. 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 So he gets who oh, you three are. Three in July. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He. Um, yeah. Like he knows who I am. He, he knows yeah. who you are. Yeah. He's like. He kind of understands. Well, he knows how to um, be mean to me already. Like, he knows how to what do you mean? offend me. Because uh, I'm away a lot. Sometimes yeah. he's a bit angry when I come home. Right, because he doesn't really understand why you're No, away. and he's like, well, you, I'm a bit shitty at you. And it can yeah. take a day sometimes. Like, always when I come in the house, he'll run up and we'll have a cuddle. Yeah. But then I'll walk into a room. He'll go, no, go away. I don't like you. I'm like, oh, okay, that hurt. How, I mean, but that would hurt, right? It's totally hurtful. Because it's one of those things it's where so you know cool. that that's what kids are like. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like... And I know he doesn't. I hope. <laughs> did you? Do you sometimes you just go? You were in my penis once. <laughs> you were inside it. Yeah, I shot you out. I mate. shot you out of my penis. Deal with it. So you're not that great, mate. At one stage, yeah. you were one of many things in my balls. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just let go 250 million of your brothers down the toilet. Right, so mate. It's not. Many of your brothers came <laughs> out while I was joking. So <laughs> you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Uh, um, what uh, lessons do you take from the way that you were raised? Like, what do you think, do you take, like, what would you like to, um, what things about the way you raised do you, do you actually take on? Like, you know, do you, yeah. and what things do you go, I will never be like that? I'm really conflicted on that right at the moment because, like I've already mentioned, I was brought up Religious. conservative Methodist. My dad was the preacher. Um, part of my Christian upbringing is why I have a love for storytelling. Right, of course. Some of the best stories you'll hear are in the Bible. And the, from my point of view, I'm not going to tell anyone what to believe. It's important that they're just stories. Right. That's what they are. But they're great. Like but some Greek, of them are great stories. Like Greek mythology and like uh, right. rainbow serpent stories. Like They're good stories. Noah's Ark's a fucking great it's story. It's wonderful. Daniel and the Lion's Den. Oh, my God. Motherfucker. Joseph was... and his technical drinker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, hang on. That was a musical. <laughs> 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 Jesus and his laser vision? Oh, wait. No, oh, hang on, a, I'm not sure. That's a, a fleety joke. Uh, yeah, so I... But within that, I love my parents. I still have a great relationship with yeah. them. And we're very honest uh, with each other about my progression out of that religion. I'm right. really open with my dad. We, we discuss it all the time. He knows where I stand. Yep. Um, I think he's 
finds it a little bit difficult because he's still uh, spiritual and believes in God and all that. So I think well, he has a moment where he goes, you know, oh, where's my son going when he dies? Where I go, I'm going to be in, in the ground. Yeah, in the ground. Gonna That's what happens. Rotting. Same as you, to yeah. be honest, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry to tell you. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. Uh, but good luck with what you <laughs> no, think. I hope happen. so. Look, we'll to see. Be honest, we'll see. I hope you're right. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, you can slap me in the back of the head when we get there. And yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm gonna get in anyway because like my dad's a preacher. Yeah, come on. Like seriously, surely you get a plus one. I did twenty years service in this year. Right. Gonna, yeah. They were good years. Yeah. That's better than someone on their deathbed who's like, Oh, I believe now. <laughs> Shut up. You did your time. Yeah. Absolutely. But that would be like your son growing up and going, I don't like comedy. I know. Right. I know. And it's inevitable. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Well, does that it's inevitable. Okay. Sorry, I, I could talk to you about this forever, yeah. but how do you feel about the idea that you're a comedian having a child? Do you think there will be a point in your life? Steve Abbott, the Sandman, used to say to me that because he, uh, he, he said that he was the coolest dad in the world until his son was about 11 or 12. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the fact that he played silly buggers on the TV embarrassed the shit sure, out of his Yeah, kid. yeah, gonna happen. Right? The thing I'm a little bit conflicted on is I, I'm not hung up on it anymore, but <clears throat> I don't agree with my dad's choice of a job. Right. To have four kids. Right? I think it's a very... You're very immersed in it when you're a preacher. You you are... It's a full-time, 80, 90-hour-a-week kind of job. People are coming around the house all the time. You're visiting people. You're in charge of your flock, whatever. Doing a lot. And I felt like you made a selfish decision for a calling that you had, but you didn't think about the wife and child. Right. With all respect, I say that about No, me. no, I understand what you mean. And I've done exactly the same thing. Yeah. I've taken a job that is a selfish job yeah. to have a child with, and he's going to grow up and go, you know what, you're a fucking arsehole. It's part of the reason that I haven't had a kid. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Part of the reason is genuinely that thing of going, the way that I live my life, like even when yeah. I'm in Australia, I'm not back at home, I'm not in the same place. Like I, yeah. on this visit back to Australia, I'm back here for two months, and I'm in Sydney where my house is for three days out right. of those two yeah, months. Right. Before that, I was overseas for two months, and after that, I'm overseas for four months. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a that's not conducive to hey, a child. Child, <laughs> got three days. Hang on, mate. Enjoy, Dad. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Here's some grown DVDs. I'm just worried that at one stage my kid's going to be walking out of the house as I come back with a pregnant teenage girl. I'm like, what the hell happened? Hey, man, do you want to hang out? He's like, no. And then it just goes, cats in the cradle of the silver's bird. <laughs> and he's like, Dad, um, I need you to drive me to the hospital. <laughs> Hey, Harley Breen, you're doing a show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, right? Is that the next one that, where people can come and see you? Brisbane's first, which oh, is great. next week. Oh, uh, open on Tuesday. Oh, so, oh, okay. So this will come out on Wednesday. I've already opened. You've already opened. Yeah. So, um... Brand new. Right. Um, called Some Kind of Something. Right. And, and you talk about some of these things. Yeah, like, yeah. The some of the, well. the kid stuff's in there and there's a, some travel stories and it's really the first time I've just allowed myself no confines of a theme. And just be funny. Just, I'm just going to be funny. How's that? I'll try and do that. Good. And now. then you take that to the Melbourne Comedy to Festival? Melbourne. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. People, please go and check you out. Where can people find you? You're on uh, Twitter, at Harley Breen, yes? Yeah. And Facebook's.com forward slash Harley Breen. Uh, and then I'll just be probably on the street being a bit drunk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you see a guy on a plane with a sweary child... That's probably Harley Brown. There is. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode. You can find us, of course, still on the TOFOP um, Facebook page. You can email the show if you would like, official FOFOP, uh, 
at gmail.com. Um, my shows are still, I still have a few shows in Adelaide when this comes up, and then I will be at the Brisbane Comedy Festival the week after, and then at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, and then I've got some London shows coming up after that for the UK listeners. There's been a few people contacting me going, when am I coming back to London? May at the Soho Theatre for a couple of weeks. So I will post the details of that uh, very soon. And, oh, and for Canadian friends, um, I had just confirmed that I think that I'm doing Montreal again just for laughs this year. So if there's anyone in that part, part of the world, I'll, I'll, I'll be making another Canada visit. Thank you so much for uh, listening to the show. Thank you, Harley. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.